Hello, my friend, and welcome or welcome back to the Live Label Free Podcast. It's July 11th on the day this episode airs, which means my book, Rainbow Girl, is officially launching in just three days. I am so, so, so beyond excited for you to read my entire life story about growing up undiagnosed autistic, how this led to the development of an eating disorder, and what it took for me to recover and become label-free. Although, I've got to be honest with you, there's a lot of anxiety coming up as well. So, how am I dealing with this anxiety? In fact, the whole reason I felt called to record an episode on anxiety in the first place is because it keeps coming up with my clients and consistently I found that when I ask them this one question I'll be telling you about in this episode, we make major breakthroughs. So whether you personally are struggling with anxiety or want to better support someone who is, keep on listening. Welcome to Live Label Free, the podcast, where you'll learn to let go of limiting labels and embrace your unique brain. As my mom says so beautifully in her song, Which is why on this podcast, you'll learn the scientific links between neurodiversity and eating disorders, giving you a deeper understanding of how you can face your fears and become truly free. Together, you and me, we will keep putting one foot in front of the other. Anxiety. I feel like that's become such a buzzword nowadays, especially in the neurodivergent and eating disorder recovery communities. We often hear anxiety to be a comorbidity of another condition or illness, but I personally believe that anxiety isn't really a separate entity. I believe anxiety, like many autistic traits, is an adaptation. What do I mean by this? Well, first, we need to understand the root cause of anxiety. I've always been described as an anxious person. You'll find it in all of my medical records, my parents will tell you so, my teachers wrote about it in my report cards, and it's how I labeled myself for a long time too. It wasn't until I read the book Uniquely Human, which contained a quote by an autistic person, not surprising, that I realized what anxiety really is. Here's the quote. The opposite of anxiety isn't calm, it's trust. I've actually shared this quote on the podcast a long while back, and in case you're curious, the episode is called Alexithymia, a scientific link between autism, anorexia, and anxiety. But I didn't really internalize the full meaning of that quote until much later. When I did, I was able to formulate this question that I swear, once you ask yourself consistently, you gain enormous power to take back control over your anxiety. 
So instead of just saying the question and being like, okay, bye, now you know, that's a wrap for this episode, I really want to guide you through an exercise that will help you let go of anxiety in an aspect of your life. Not only do I guarantee you'll get immediate results through these simple yet powerful steps, but you'll also immediately get a taste of what it's like to work with me in case that's something you've been pondering. Okay, so let's start the exercise. I want you to grab a pen and paper. You could do this on your phone or laptop or other technological device, but I personally do believe that when we physically write things down the old-fashioned way, we are able to make our thoughts much more tangible and therefore directly make them changeable. But like I said, you do you. Whatever writing method you choose, I want you to write down one thing that's contributing to your anxiety right now. You may be thinking, just one? (laughs) But there are so many things, and I am sure there are. But what's the first thought that comes up? Just write that down. You can do the rest after you've done this exercise with me, and you can use this exercise to help you go through all the other ones. So maybe the one thing that just came to mind is what you're going to eat for your next meal or snack. Or maybe it's the fear that you don't have enough money to pay your rent. For me right now, it's anxiety around my book launch, and I feel that everything won't go as planned. Okay, so now that you've written down your one cause of anxiety, here comes the powerful question. What about your current situation do you not trust? So obviously, this question is a direct implementation of that quote I mentioned earlier, the opposite of anxiety isn't calm, it's trust. So, what don't you trust? Write it down. If you have anxiety around eating, maybe you don't trust you'll feel satisfied. Or maybe you don't trust your stomach will feel okay. Or if you're afraid you won't be able to pay your rent next month, maybe you don't trust that you will keep receiving consistent paychecks. From my personal example around my book launch, I don't trust that everything will go as planned. Now, let's take this whole trust piece a step further. We've established anxiety to be a lack of trust, but what is trust? Trust is knowledge, which means that a lack of trust is simply a lack of knowledge. Just think about it. Us humans, we trust what we know. Growing up, you've likely been told not to trust strangers. Why? Because you don't know strangers. (laughs) Or an example more relevant to autism and eating disorders, what is a safe food? It's a food you trust. Why? Because you know what you can expect from it. You know the textures and you know the flavors. You know how it'll make you feel. Hell, you know that it makes you feel safe. Therefore, fear foods are merely foods you don't trust because you haven't provided your brain with enough knowledge that they can be safe as well. And the way you provide your brain with knowledge is by taking consistent action by consistently showing your brain the outcome of a specific behavior. But Livia, how do I take the actions to overcome my fears if I am afraid? Where do you start if you don't yet have any trust? Well, here's where two sub-questions come into play. Number one, what about this situation can I not control? And number two, what about this situation can I control? A huge part of anxiety is caused by trying to control circumstances that are really out of your control. 
That's why the rumination is literally never-ending, because the very aspects you're ruminating about, the aspects that are out of your control, cannot be solved by you, much less by you thinking about them. So you go on and on and on and on in your mind trying so desperately to find an answer. But because the outcome of the situation simply cannot be predicted or changed, you continue going on in your head in an attempt to predict the outcome. It's when you're in this spiral, trapped in the illusion that your thoughts will somehow generate an answer, that you create fear in your head. And when I say fear, I'm actually talking about the uppercase acronym F-E-A-R, which stands for False Evidence Appearing Real. The more and more you ruminate without any hope of solving whatever you perceive to be a problem, the more opportunity you're giving yourself to imagine every worst case scenario. That's why I love this acronym so much, because all fear really is, is being afraid of a worst case scenario you have no evidence will even come true. That being said, I invite you to now take whatever anxiety-inducing situation you wrote down before and write down everything you cannot control. In the case of my book launch, one of my biggest fears is that there will be problems with the print version, that the alignment will be off, that I miss typos even after spending thousands of dollars on an editor and reading the manuscript over more than 20 times, that the cover will be blurry, I mean the list of whatever could go wrong goes on. So what I cannot control in this situation is how the printers end up printing my book. I also cannot control how people are going to react to reading Rainbow Girl, which is of course another aspect that's bringing up those what ifs. However, and this is what I can control, I did everything in my power to submit the manuscript and cover so that everything will go right. I did everything in my power to ensure that there are no typos. And here's the big one. I accept that not everyone is going to resonate or enjoy reading Rainbow Girl because Rainbow Girl isn't for everyone. Just as not everyone in the world will be your friend, it's simply impossible to write a book that everyone will love. Now, I invite you to write down what you can control about your chosen situation. For example, if you want to tackle a fear food, you can control at what time, in what environment, what plate or bowl you're going to eat off, what utensils you're going to use, you get the idea. As you can tell from these examples, there are several small ways in which you can make the situation more predictable and therefore gain trust. This inevitably will reduce your anxiety about the situation. Of course, you're still going to have some anxiety as that's why it's a fear food and it's going to be uncomfortable, but by listing out what you can control and coming up with creative ways to use that knowledge to your advantage, that is how you take back control over your anxiety. And that is all I have for you today, my friend. I really hope this guided exercise was helpful for you. It is possible to reduce anxiety, and what we just went through together is just a tiny tip of that iceberg. 
To get an individualized action plan for your recovery from an eating disorder, you can book a consultation call for one-on-one coaching with me by visiting the link livelabelfree.com forward slash schedule. And depending on when you are listening to this, you can read my full story to recovery from an eating disorder in my memoir, Rainbow Girl, which will be out July 14th. 2023. You can learn more about my book on my website livelabelfree.com and whether we chat again in real time through my book or on the next podcast episode, I cannot wait to connect again soon. Bye-bye for now. Just one foot in front of the other and you'll see around the corner soon. This podcast has been recorded by your host, Liv. This podcast has been edited by my small but mighty Live Label Free team. And the beautiful song, One Foot in Front of the Other, that you are now listening to was written and recorded by my beautiful mom, Louise Alexandra. I am so grateful for my team and everyone who supports Live Label Free. Together, we are always stronger.